Yeah, here we go. Here we roll, baby. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I am your host, John Harris. Today on the Rock Metal Podcast, we have Masora, who has a new album called The Door, which released just last year. And I'm being joined by Zach to share some more information about what Masora's got going on. We're going to chat about a couple of tracks from the album. We're going to chat about the album. We're going to chat about a music video for the album. We're going to chat about what the guys have been up to, you know, this year. So, Zach, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me, man. Absolutely. Great to have you on. Very excited to have you on. Now, I guess my first question, I might be skipping here a little bit, but I'm actually really curious, especially with regard to the album being released just at the end of 2019. You guys are probably ramped up and pumped for a 2020 that probably didn't happen. Uh, sorry, pumped for what? Just 2020? Or did you say the word tour and it got cut out? Uh, no, just 2020 in general. Okay, I mean, okay, you guys... Sorry. Yeah, yeah, you guys you guys release an album. There's all kinds of things you want to do with that album that could, in fact, include a tour. So what I'm opening up the conversation with is, so tell us about that. What did you guys have planned? What did you do instead? How's, how's 2020 been treating you guys so far uh, as you've had to, I'm guessing, re-navigate the terrain based on what you had originally planned? Yeah, well, um, one of the big things that I, I wanted to do in this year was finally get the video out you know finish it up and release it because we actually shot that video uh in june last june so from and we had been like kind of conceiving it for four to six months prior to that um so it's been a long time in the making so that was a big thing that i wanted to get done and so i'm happy that that got through you know if anything uh the whole pandemic just gave us more time to finish it up honestly um as far as touring yeah we had some dates planned um in april and may and then it looked like we almost we got very close to playing uh in toronto for the first time in april um and then that didn't happen obviously uh and then the rest of it all got canceled um it wasn't like we had a huge tour planned and you know it really messed everything up it was maybe five or six dates that we were going that we had uh, scheduled at least and so it's definitely a bit of a bummer, but it's giving me a lot more time to work on new material and kind of reinvent things, you know, take a take a step back and evaluate things objectively, which you can't always do as much when you're constantly like trying to find another gig or trying to find the next thing to do or whatever. When you can take time to breathe, I think it can be a bit beneficial. So that's what I've been trying to get out of this this whole situation. Yeah. And I couldn't help but notice you said, take time to breathe. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. Breathe, breathe uh, alone, six feet away from people. Yeah. Incredible. Now, something you mentioned was you working on new material and reinventing things. And that leads me into a very interesting question, because obviously, as you had mentioned, uh, something that I think a lot of people have found is that they've had a bit of a chance to get off the hamster wheel and look at it and go, wow, that's actually a hamster wheel. I haven't yes, been going... Right anywhere um so how does the reinvention look for you guys how different i guess is it or is it just improved is, is it far enough along in the experiments yet that we know right um we the first release that is going to happen the next upcoming release uh, we're going to do two singles which are standalone not related to an album or anything and those, in my opinion, are going to be an improvement on the sound from the door. Similar style, but I think just more 
uh, developed, a little more mature. Um, and the fact that I intended them each to, to be songs on their own instead of being part of an album meant that I could really like put all the kinds of ideas and embellishments that I would want just in those songs because you know to make them speak for themselves rather than being pieces of a whole as for the album following that you know the real reinvention is really going to be a whole other kind of thing i think it's going to be i'm trying to make the most pitch black music imaginable you know the door is like pretty dark but it's pretty groovy it's got a lot of melodic parts it's got kind of epic soaring stuff and the next album i just want it to be uh Pitch Black, the darkest music that uh, that anyone's ever heard. So, <laughs> different direction. Wow. Head over to Norway and Iceland for some inspiration, I suppose, eh? That'd be sick, if I could. If, uh, Although... If I could get over there, but I, I doubt it at the moment. Yeah, but I will say, I mean, uh, Quebec in general has an incredible amount of what we'll call incredibly angry music, and I, I can't imagine why French people are so angry. Yeah, I think, uh, well, French people from France who live here are angry because we speak their language wrong. And Quebec <laughs> people, people from Quebec maybe are angry because the rest of, the, of Canada doesn't try to speak the language right or wrong. Um, so the rest of Canada has no right to be angry about anything, I suppose. Wow. Pas mal? Is that how I say pas No, très mal. Très mal. I think. What? <laughs> see, you're just, you, see, you're just proving my point. Or your point. You're, I, didn't, uh, I, just took, I just took your point and made it my point. How could I do something like that to you, Zach? That's terrible. No, it's a, it was a good move. It was a pro-gamer move. I respect <laughs> it. It's nice. Oh, man. No, uh, is it still a problem? I haven't played video games in, like, I don't know, 15 years. But something that my brother used to complain about was uh, looking at somebody else's screen in their map. Is that still a problem? Oh, man, I, I haven't played... Uh, like with another person on a couch, like with split screen like that. And yeah, since I was in high school, so I couldn't say if, if there are still, if people are still playing games with that mechanic, then I can guarantee it's still a problem. Wow. But I personally haven't experienced it in a long time. Okay, perfect. Now, Zach, something you mentioned was that the music video for uh, the door was done quite some time ago and it's finally released. Now yes. take us, take us through this track, Zach, because in my head, or at least in my mind, this is probably the most important track because it's named after the album and it gets the music video. So it's like a door within a door within a door. Right. So I guess, take us through this. Is it a concept album? And is this song the root of this concept? Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty close. I mean, it is a concept album. It uh, has overarching themes and sort of a, a progression to... The narrative of the lyrics um it's about more or less just feeling dissatisfied with the world and your life and feeling like the problem is is the world around you you know and then just wanting to escape it wanting to be somewhere else because you think you'll feel different is basically the idea you know crossing through the door into just somewhere else somewhere better um and yeah, The Door was the first uh, song that I had written the lyrics to, and that kind of had s began exploring this theme, uh, which I decided to develop on for the rest of the tracks. So, for sure, The Door, writing the song The Door was the beginning of the concept of the album The Door, 
And I thought it was a good uh, first song on the album, you know, because it's pretty catchy. You know, it starts pretty heavy right away. It's just a nice introduction to the overall sound and where things are going to be. And like I said, lyrically, it's it starts at point A. So, yeah, and then naming the album The Door, too, is just because that that door idea, that crossing over idea is pretty much the main concept of the album. So that's why it's all named that way. Yeah, and I guess does that translate to the artwork? Is that is it a person, and is that that what this person is doing on the artwork? The person is sort of um, being, you know, if you see it's a kind of all the strands are being sucked in through the right. It's almost like if there's a vacuum, you know, sucking their person through. It's like the door, like you can't really, you're not supposed to see the door on the album cover, but it's sort of to the right of the 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 figure and just pulling them through is basically that yeah okay fantastic now i guess my next question is as we move on to the next track the veil which as you mentioned you know it's a bit of an arc but the door starts everything which kind of makes sense you walk into the album through the door and then you become tethered and then there's a veil it just gets terrible but i guess where are we at in in the concept with regard to the veil where are we at with the concept? Um, well, in the door is basically the 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 song. The door is you set the scene more or less, and and then uh, in the veil, it's a bit more of a um, from the subjective experience of the person uh, experiencing this uh, this world that was kind of introduced in the song. The door and uh, throughout the song. Um, their their conviction to to escape and go through the door becomes stronger and stronger and that's why the last uh, the last lyric is what lies on the other side of the door and then basically you can you cross through right at the end of the song right okay. when the riff gets nasty this is very true <laughs> make us free make us free no make us why am i having trouble reading all of a sudden make us free make a match of divinity a lot of good rhyming schemes in here zach Pardon? There's a lot of good rhyming schemes in here. Thank you. You are quite welcome. So, I guess my next question, if you wanted to chat about this track, The Veil, because it is a fan favorite, and yeah. I'm just gonna, I'll take your word for it, I did not look into the validity of that. Sure. Um, <laughs> there are ways, Zach. Um, but, why do you feel that this track is a fan favorite, and does that surprise you? Um... I'm not, I won't say it surprises me. I think it's uh, just as valid as maybe any other song, you know, to, to sort of take the helm and, and be the fan favorite. But uh, it's definitely not the one that I expected just because it's hard to be objective, you know, about your own songs and uh, know how other people are going to receive them. But I've heard from so many people, you know, so many friends and fans and people at shows, you know, they're like, are you going to play The Veil? That's my favorite. And, uh, you know, it's the one that gets the most streams on Spotify, and uh, it just seems to be the one that resonates with people the most. I'm not 100% sure why. You know, it starts really kind of thrashy and heavy, and then I, I suppose it's the progression of the song. It goes through so many moods that are, I guess, stacked in the right order. It feels a little bit like, um, I guess, I don't know, like an adventure in itself or something. And um, 
I guess it stands its ground on its own really well. It works within the album, but it's also just on its own. I think a really solid track because of, like I said, the progression of the moods. Mm-hmm. Now, something you mentioned at the beginning when we were starting to chat was reinventing the sound and taking some time to think about that. So has the popularity of The Veil, which I'm looking at on Spotify right now, it is the number one track on Spotify anyway. Yeah. Uh, has that gone into the reinvention thinking? Uh, no. Um, I'm really just doing... Uh or the, the way that I'm developing the sound and, and reinventing things is just based on my personal interests and what I, what I want to do with the next album. It doesn't have to do, it doesn't have anything to do with um, wanting to cater to what seems to have worked, you know, on the door. Um, I'm just, you know, listening to new things, uh, garnering new influences from many places and just trying to create something new, something more unique, um, and something that doesn't sound like the door, you know, I, I don't want, uh, any songs on the, on the next album to sound like they could have been from the door or even just sound like they, you know, could have been an outtake from the door or anything, nothing like that. It's going to be entirely new. So as much as I'm super happy that people are vibing and resonating with the veil really well and with the door, the album as a whole, um, I want to totally flip the sound on its head. Okay, absolutely no breadcrumbs allowed on the sure. next album. Breadcrumbs. Yeah, fantastic. Now, actually, I'm really curious, like, speaking of those breadcrumbs, because I actually got that from, um, who was I chatting with? I think it was Amorphous I was chatting with, and uh, they said, talking about every single album, no matter how many times they've tried to reinvent things, in the beginning anyway, there's always breadcrumbs. Uh, and sometimes it actually makes it onto the record, so we, we were chatting about that. But I guess my question is, so far in... Uh, the writing that you started to do, has it been evident that there are breadcrumbs and are you like, sweeping them away or what's happening? How's, how's it coming along? Uh, the new album is really... Um, right now, the writing process is all about fighting my instincts. So maybe sometimes if I'm writing, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of old um, parts, riffs, structures, whatever that I have kind of kicking around um, that aren't necessarily... You know, I wouldn't... Um, I wouldn't kick them out of of the album just because they're old parts or just because they could have maybe been on the door. But it's more, like I said, that this, what I'm going for for the next record is totally different from what I did before. So nothing that I've written previously or would have been writing maybe at the same time that I was writing the door, none of that would fit on the the next album. And none of it is where I want to go. So it's not because, you know, they're breadcrumbs that I don't want to use them, but um, because of the fact that they're older, they're sort of remnants of an older sound. Uh, it just doesn't fit with what I'm going for for the next record. So, like I said, everything has been fighting my instincts. I've written so much material and then kind of scrapped it and reworked it and stuff to really make it completely different from um, what may seem natural to me being the person who wrote The Door. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be a whole other thing. Burning the manuscript. I think it was Edgar Allan Poe. Other great minds, such as yourself, you know. Thank you. Bur- burn their manuscripts and uh, a few other people. You know, it's not a new work, and people are like, "You're crazy." This is the best book I've ever read. And they're like, "I'm going to burn it right now." I-, I definitely feel that way, like a little bit. You know, I know that I, there are a lot of people who 
who really like the door and who may be disappointed, you know, in, in where I want to go next. But uh, you have to do what you want above all. If you try to ple- please people and go down that rabbit hole, then, I don't know, you end up like Nickelback or something. So Doesn't uh, sound too bad. They got a lot of money. Right. Uh, <laughs> I suppose. I don't, I, don't, I don't think they're complaining. I don't think Chad has any issues when he looks in the mirror. Uh, you might be right. Uh, I should be Chad. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Nickelback. I mean, you would have that issue because you're not like Chad. I, Devin Townsend actually talked at great, great lengths about that. He said, we're all unique individuals. And yeah. it, some people are a Chad Kroger and other people are a Devin Townsend. And uh, he said in an interview that I heard from him that he thought that he could be like Chad Kroger until he met Chad Kroger. And then he's had this like out-of-body experience where he realized that like, no, this guy is just who he is. Like, he's not faking it. That's him. Um, I thought yeah, that was exactly. interesting. Thought that was interesting. I mean, I definitely believe in that, in not trying to um, to emulate other people too much, or to you know envy anyone else in that kind of way. You can learn from people. You can take influences. You know, but you have to be who you are and do what you want to do. And uh, and I think that's the most important thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, going back to our coronavirus chat and to you know what you had planned for this year, I guess take us through. Has you guys just been working on promoting the album and the music video, or is there anything else that maybe is available for us to check out for those of us who are still stuck in some kind of lockdown or quarantine? Right now, everything that's available is the the record itself the door which you can scream or buy on our Bandcamp, uh and the music video that's pretty much all the content that we have available right now there are some uh you know fan shot uh, live videos on youtube if you want to dig those up that's about it we are like i said recording some new singles and i don't know when exactly those will be ready because studio time is super scarce right now because everyone's trying to scramble back and get back to where they were pre-pandemic so uh studios are a bit busy right now but that'll be coming i'm hoping by the fall um and there hopefully there will be some more videos for those too but i can't guarantee anything right now yeah pretty tough time and i know that there's some bands who are now starting to try and book shows for 2021 in an effort to not be you know left out when the floodgates open so to speak yeah, I'm not really interested in um, trying too hard to to rebook anything right now because I think there's no way to know. Like, I'm not really overly pessimistic. I think there will probably be shows happening in 2021, but you can't really know. And, you know, I, I wouldn't be interested in booking things so far in advance, you know, and then it can cause problems because you know, because of unexpected things that uh, might happen. We might have different priorities at the time and then we not need to go back on certain arrangements and deals. And I'm just not interested in that. I think uh, until things are starting to look like they're back to normal, um, I'm not really going to be booking any dates right now. Okay, makes sense. Well, <clears throat> Zach, that concludes all of my questions. So unless there's anything that I missed that you wanted to chat about, I just wanted to thank you for coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast. I much appreciate it. I really, uh, I'm really happy to be here. It's super cool. 
I don't think there's anything else that I want to mention. I, uh, I appreciate your interest in the album and in the band. I really hope that everyone else listening uh, wants to go check it out. If you want to go watch the music video for The Door, it's a good introduction. It might freak you out a bit. And I'm just happy to be here with you. <laughs>